welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you can uh, turn with me, please, we're going to look at our Easter story, our resurrection story taken out of John's account. So if you can turn with me to John chapter 20, verse 1. John chapter 20, verse 1. Title of our message is, Do You Believe? Do You Believe? And obviously, we're going to be talking about the resurrection story, the Easter story. We're going to be talking about the fact that Jesus Christ is alive, that he rose from the dead. Um, I just want to, again, ask that you would share this with people that don't know the Lord. Share it. I, you might even want to have a watch party. I don't even know how to have a watch party, but I'm, I'm told that you can have watch parties. And I just recently received a, a message from Tom that goes to our church, and he said that he had a watch party. And as he had a watch party, he's in the entertainment business. And one of his coworkers was watching the watch party, and her son prayed to receive Christ on this last Good Friday service. So that's why we have watch parties. That's why we share these things. So we just want to thank you, Tom. I know you're watching. I saw that you're watching us, and thank you for sharing this. But so if you can do that, just share this with as many people as you can because the gospel is very powerful. And here, this young boy that prayed on Good Friday, he's a believer now. Now he believes. And my question is, do you believe? We sang that song just here with our worship team, I Still Believe in Your Faithfulness. And that's a song that Jeremy Camp wrote because when his first wife died and his faith was tested and he says, I still believe I believe that you're faithful, God. Though I might not understand exactly what you're doing, I still believe. Listen, for those of us that are going through this terrible virus stuff and this, this COVID-19, we still need to believe that God's faithful. We need to believe that he's in control and he has a plan. You see, just like in Joseph's day when there was a terrible famine throughout the land, but yet the, the famine was evil, but God used that to bring the children of Israel there to Egypt and to save alive many. So though the enemy was trying to destroy and hurt, yet God, God saved many alive. And I believe through this, through this tragedy, we're hearing stories that many people are coming to Christ. Do you know that? Do you realize that? That through this tragedy, many people are, are opening up their understanding to Christ and they're receiving Christ? Back to Jesus. Uh, do you know that when Jesus rose from the dead, there was over 500 eyewitnesses that he appeared to? Did you know, according to Joe Rosenberg, he said that this decade, this past decade, that Jewish people have been reading the entire New Testament and exploring the claims of Jesus Christ more than any time in history. In the last 2,000 years, just these last 10 years, Jewish people are seeking the Lord like never before. How about this? Another fact, do you know that rabbis and Jewish scholars are encouraging their fellow, Jew, their fellow Jews to read the New Testament in full? Why is that happening? I believe because Jesus Christ conquered the grave. He is the Messiah, the one that was spoken about in Scripture, in the Hebrew Scriptures. Yes, in the Hebrew Scriptures. And you might say, oh, um... Well, uh, if you're a Jewish friend that's watching right now, you might say, well, no, God doesn't have a son. 
Or if you're from the Muslim faith, you might say, well, I'm told that God doesn't have a son. And you might even say, and I've talked to Jewish people before. I've talked to Muslim people before. As a matter of fact, we were in Israel about three weeks ago, and I was talking to both Muslim and Jewish people. And that's one of the biggest, do you know this? That's one of the biggest reasons why they do not believe in Jesus, because they say very clear, oh, God doesn't have a son. We don't see that in our writings. Really? I think you do. Did you ever look at Hebrews? And I love this. I'm going to put this up on the screen before we go into our story. Hebrews 30 verse 4. It says, who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind with his fist? Sounds like God to me, doesn't it? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? Sounds like God to me, doesn't it? And it says, what is his name? Check this out. And what is his son's name? What is his son's name? If you know. That's Hebrew scriptures talking about God having a son. So, so don't say that the scriptures don't talk about God having a son. The scriptures do talk about God having a son. How about when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, remember when they were in the fiery furnace? Remember, Nebuchadnezzar had them thrown in because they went bow down and worship the gold, the, the gold statue, the gold image. Remember that? Well, what happened? Well, look, Daniel 3.25, it says, look, this is Nebuchadnezzar. He says, he answered. He says, I see four men loosed. Check this out. There was only three men that were thrown into the fiery furnace. He says, I, three, I see four men loosed. Weren't the three bound? No, they're set free. Why? Because it tells us why. Walking in the midst of the fire. And they are not hurt in the fire that was increased seven times. Remember that? And the form of the fourth is like, can we say it together? The son of God. God has a son. His name is Jesus. Do you know that CNN, they ran a story called Jews Reclaiming Jesus as One of Their Own because so many Jewish people are coming to faith. Do you know that Muslim people all around the world are coming to faith in Jesus Christ like never in history? Do you know the, the fastest growing church is there in Iran, an underground church. It's the fastest growing church in the whole world. Muslim people are coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Do you know they're having visions of dr and dreams of Jesus Christ? Jesus is appearing to many of the Muslim people. And you might say, well, well why is he doing that? Well, do you know, I was told a statistic. I'm trying to remember. I haven't, uh, it's not in my notes. 80, I think it's 82 or 87% of all Muslims have never met a Christian person have never met a Christian person. So Jesus Christ is appearing to them in visions and dreams, and many are coming to faith. My question is, do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to this earth, was a sinless man, God in the flesh, died on the cross, yes, for our sins, but rose again on the third day? And the question is, do you believe? Do you believe? I believe. And when we believe and when we receive, it changes us dramatically. God changed my life dramatically because I believed in his son, Jesus Christ. I believed that I was a sinner. I repented of my sin and I gave my life to Christ. That was, that was October 1995. Oh, I prayed probably in the early 80s. I prayed a prayer, but I really didn't mean the prayer. I just said the prayer but I didn't commit my life to Christ. 1995, I committed my life totally to Christ. Listen to this. And when I committed my life to Christ, I prayed with my sister to receive Christ. She said she's never seen this before, but she literally saw darkness come out of me. And I believe it because I was in a very dark place. 
And God has changed my life. My question is, in our story, the resurrection story, it's entitled, Do You Believe? And I'm going to ask you, do you believe? And if you do believe, then please walk in that resurrection power. So we have hope that goes beyond the grave. And we're going to look at this wonderful story. Start with verse 1. John chapter 20, verse 1, it says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran, that's Mary ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, that's John, whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Verse three, Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. I love that. Verse 5, and he stooped down, and looking in, this is John, he saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there. Verse 7, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Interesting. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw, don't miss this, and, can we say it together? Believed. Verse 9, this is the last verse we're going to look at. So he went in and believed, talking about John the Apostle. Verse 9, and as, for as yet they did not know the scripture that he, Jesus, must rise again from the dead. Lord, we lift up this text to you. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts through this text. Lord, I know I've read this story so many times, but yet every time I read it, I'm in awe of who you are. May you bring out something in this text for all of us to walk away with and say, I heard from God today. Oh Lord, may that be the case. In Jesus' name, amen. Back to our story. Verse 1, it says it was the first day of the week. That means it was Sunday morning. That's why we celebrate Easter Sunday. It happened on Sunday morning. Mary Magdalene was the, the woman that Jesus cast out seven demons. She went to the tomb, it says, early in the morning. That means it was probably between somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Here she is going to the tomb while it's still dark. And she saw the stone that had been taken away there in verse 1. The stone was taken away from the tomb. Mary was there early, very early, because Jesus meant a lot to her. She was there early because Jesus was very important to her. She went there early to prepare the body, it tells us in another account. She had spices there, and she was going to prepare the body, so the body, there wasn't that stench. And, and so she was there to meet with Jesus, not knowing how the stone would be rolled away. Just by faith, she just wanted to hang out with Jesus. But the point I want to make with this story, she made time for Jesus. You know, when something's important to us, do you realize when something's very important to us, we make time for it. When it's not too important to us, what do we make? We make excuses. And I know I do that myself. You know, when something's going on, I'll make excuses. If I don't want to do something, I'll make an excuse. Oh, I can't do that. Or I'm not available. Or I'm... But when it's important to me, I, I make time. Mary made time for Jesus. She was there very early in the morning. She 
she loved Jesus because she was delivered and she met with the risen, or she met with Christ, the Savior of the world. She made time. My, my question is with, with the time we have on our hands, with this whole virus thing going on, are we making time to be with Jesus? I might ask you to come over to my house and say, you know what, I've got a fridge that needs to go down the stairs, three flights of stairs, and you know, I need to carry it and put it up on a, this truck, and the truck's up pretty high. Can you give me a hand? You might, you know, you might say, well, I'm busy. And I say, well, well, I didn't even tell you what time it, I wanted you to come over. And he's like, well, I'm still busy. because, And you're going to make excuses because you don't want to probably help and do something like that. But if I would say to you, you know what, uh, I've got free tickets to go to Hawaii and a free hotel and free meals and for one week, all everything's paid for. Guess what? You just might make time to do that. Mary made time and I pray that I believe with what's going on right now, God has given us a, a special time for all of us to truly stop everything and to look to him, and to make time for him. Are we making time for the very one that saved us? You know, Good Friday service was very special to me this year. It was so special because we had at least four people that we know of that were taking communion for the very first time. And, and that's special. Danny, that's a new believer here in this church, he was taking communion. Listen to this. He didn't even know what communion was. He didn't even know what it was. And then he realized what it was, and he partook of communion with us and and so it's just a special thing when that happens. When we had people joining with us, we had uh, little Huddy for the first time taking communion. We had little Roycey for the first time taking communion. We had Emily for the first time taking communion. And that's, that's a special thing. And they, they were making time because why? Because Jesus is very important. And I, I want to just commend the families that are doing that. They're spending this time when they're locked down in the house and they're spending time with their whole family in front of the television in front of a computer screen and they're making time for Jesus. I, I thought it was so cute with Roycey when he heard me talking about on Good Friday that, that Jesus is dead and died on the cross. He looked at his mommy. He says, Mommy, I thought Jesus was alive. And she says, You're right, Roycey. Indeed, he's, he's alive. You see, Friday, Good Friday, we looked at the death of Jesus. Today, we are looking at the life of Jesus Christ. He is alive. He is risen from the dead. He's alive and he's risen indeed. Amen? So let's make time for him during this time. Just some facts that I'd like to point out with this story. Some estimate that the stone that was rolled away, was it weighed one and a half to two tons. That's like three to 4,000 pounds. The weight of a mid-sized car. And breaking the seal, another thing, to break, there was a seal that was on there from the Roman government. So the this, this stone would have been there, there would have been a seal on there. If that seal was broken, it would have been a punishment, a penalty of death, crucifixion, if someone would break the seal. So a, a man did not roll that stone away. Matter of fact, another important thing for us to note, the Roman guards were assigned to the, they were guarding the tomb. And if they allowed somebody to, to move the stone, they could have been put to death. So it wasn't a human being that moved the stone. And you might say, well, how do you know? Well, in Matthew's account, remember this? Matthew, we're told, and I love this. Don't miss this. This is so great. Matthew 28, 2, it says, and behold, there was a great earthquake. And can we say it together? An angel. 
So let's do that again. So, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and, great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and, what did he do? Rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Isn't that awesome? God sent an angel. He just kind of rolled the stone away. And then it tells us, what did he do? He sat on top of it. I, I could just, you know, I just, I visualize things. I, I get this visual picture of he just kind of leaning back like this, like, here I am. I rolled the stone away. And it doesn't stop there. Look at this. So he sat on the stone. He's just being casual, just kind of probably hanging out on the stone. But look at this. And it says his countenance was like, can we say that together? Lightning. In other words, he was just radiating light. One of God's angels. Don't you, aren't you curious what angel that was? When I go to heaven, I'm going to try to find out. Can I find out who is the angel that sat on that stone and that was shining? Think of the assignment, being in heaven. I mean, does it, does it work like this? I don't know if it works like this, but does it work like this? God is saying, yep, I'm going to need someone to uh, roll the stone where the grave of Jesus, and do I have any volunteers? Anybody? And I didn't do it. Ooh, ooh, no, let me, 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 me. That would have been me if I was one of the angels. Let me do it. I don't know if they do that. Do they draw holy straws or something to see who gets the, 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 the longest straw? I don't know how that worked. But one of these angels will meet him in heaven. He was assigned to roll away the stone. And when he rolled it away, he hung out. And he just sat there on the stone, right? And then he's just radiant. He's, he's just like lightning. Check it out. And his clothes were, could we say that? White as snow. But this is the part that I love. Look at this. And the guards... What did they do? It says they shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The word there where it says shook for fear of him, it means that they were totally struck with terror. So get the picture. The angel's hanging out like this, cool and calm, sitting on the stone, radiant, shining like lightning. And the, the, the guards that were there, these big burly guards, they have their stores. They're on the ground. They're like shaking like this. Please don't hurt us. Please don't hurt us. That's the picture. Have you ever had that kind of terror? You know, when I was reading this story this morning, I was remembering when I was in like first grade. And I was sleeping in the middle of the night and my sister woke me up. And when she woke me up, she told me something that frightened me to death. She said, and this is a true story. She said, there's a burglar in the house, at least one, maybe two. She said, whatever you do, don't open your eyes. Because if you look at them and they have a gun, they will shoot you because you'll be an eyewitness. And they don't want you to identify them. So you have to keep your eyes closed. True story. So she left the room. And I'm sitting there in my bed trying to keep my eyes closed and my body's shaking like this because I'm thinking if I open up my eyes, I'm going to get shot. So I'm closing my eyes like this. And I thought, well, I can't, you know, because I kept opening up my eyes because I was so nervous. So I took the covers and I put the covers over my head and my whole body was shaking like this and I'm shaking like a leaf. I'm thinking they're going to shoot me just to put me out of my misery. So I, true story. So I jumped out of bed. I ran into her room and I said, I can't sit there. And, you know, says, what do you mean there's burglars in the house? She goes, yeah, shh, quiet. Listen, you can hear them walking around. And true, there was burglars in our house while we were there. And they're walking around the house. So we ran downstairs in the basement at the time. This is in Northern California. We called the police. While we were on the phone calling the police, they heard us on the phone talking to the police, so they ran out of the house. But I literally was shaken with fear, and I see what these guys were going through. They were like so afraid that they were going to get killed if they even, 
did anything. That's the picture that we have here. I believe it's very important to note the stone wasn't rolled away to let poor Jesus out. That's not the picture. You see, if Jesus would have just rose from the grave, rose from that tomb, and the stone was still there, the disciples would never have known that the the tomb was empty. The stone was rolled away just to let the disciples know that he wasn't there anymore. So it wasn't like poor Jesus needed to have the stone moved away so he can get out. No, he could have passed through the stones and no problem at all. So just, I want to point that out. So let's go back in our story here. Verse 2, it says, And she, Mary, ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they'd laid him. Mary's perplexed. She sees the empty tomb. She doesn't know what's going on. She goes to the disciples. She goes to Peter and John, and she says, I don't know where the body's at. I don't know what happened. He's gone. So she's very concerned, and she's trying to communicate with them about this. But the point I want to make with this part of the story, did you notice it says, the other disciple whom Jesus loved? This is John writing this, and John's saying, "Um, I'm beloved by God the one whom Jesus loved. He knew, he had a good understanding that Jesus Christ loved him. And I want to communicate this the best way I know how with everybody that's watching us right now. Do you know how much Jesus loves you? God loves us so much. He sent his son to die in our place. That's how much he loves us. And listen, Love's not about feelings. Love's not about emotions. You might not feel the love of Christ. You might not sense his love. But we need to know for certain that God loves us. And God loves us so much. He sent his son to die. And God is love. And I pray with this resurrection story, this is demonstrating the fact that God loves you. And I pray as John the apostle can say, the one whom Jesus loved. I can say that. God loves me. And I pray you can say that. You know how much God loves you because God loves loves his kids. Let's look back in our story. So it goes on. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple, this is John, and we're going to the tomb and they both ran together. And what does it say? And the other disciple, can we say that together? Outran Peter and came to the tomb first. I always crack up. John's saying, we had a race and I won. We had a race and Peter lost. And every time I read that, I like the fact that we see how human these guys really were. I mean, we think about these guys as they're just, just these holy, special guys, but really they were just men and these were women just like us. And here he's saying, ah, oh, we had a race and I won. And it just shows the humanity of these men. Oh, they know their, the love that Christ had for them. Yet they were still human, and it just cracks me up every time I read that. And Simon Peter, he comes following him, and it says, Simon Peter, and I just get this picture. This is just me. Just uh, humor me for a second. So I just get this picture. Here's the tomb in in Israel. When you go to Israel, you can see the tomb, which they believe Jesus, he rose from. It's an empty tomb. And so just get the, the, the openings here. So you've got John is there first. He, he ran a little bit faster than Peter. So he's just looking. He sees the, the cloth laying there, and he's just looking in. And then Peter comes in, this burly fisherman, and I just see this picture. Peter just pushes him away, just pushes him, just goes right in. One's looking, one's stopping, two different personalities. One's just thinking and looking and trying to, to just take it all in. The other one's just like, let me see what's in there. And just pushes him aside, and he goes in, and he looks. And there 
the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lined with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Over 500 eyewitnesses saw Jesus after he rose from the dead. 500 eyewitnesses saw Jesus Christ after he rose from the dead. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.